Devontae Adams, Jalen Waddle, uh, Evan Ingram, Chris Godwin, A.J. Dillon, Tyler Boyd. And on my bench, I have Kareem Hunt, Cortland Sutton. So yep. a bunch of people you thought were going to be good that aren't good. Yep. Yep. We've all been there. But everyone, but everyone else is doing good. I mean, Jonathan Taylor isn't, but whatever. I just need to get to playoffs. I got Herbert and JTT, and maybe he can get healthy. Uh, and that's our cold open. <laughs> Two brothers. One podcast. It's Smackmouth Fantasy Football. This is the Smackmouth Fantasy Football Podcast. Ooh. Week 8. Breakdown. Week 9. Preview. I think I did that backwards. Commish coming in hot today. Review and breakdown. Week eight, review. Week nine, breakdown. Get straight. How many times can you say those words? <sighs> I'm your host, Commissioner, reigning dynasty champion, GM of the Warmester Guards, GM of Akareem Fatidis, Sean. I'm joined by Connor, co-host, GM of the fantasy football team. Smack dab in the playoff hunt of the Dynasty League. Not so much in D1. <laughs> Broncos country seriously needs to Sucks. sit down. This week, oh, Connor, go ahead. Anything you'd like to say? You were discussing a, one of our dynasty, one of your Dynasty teams that's not related to this podcast. Mm-hmm. No, we were just talking about different teams and how they're doing and how they're supposed to be doing. They just, they're not uh, listening to me. They're supposed to be doing a lot better, so... Like we probably all have teams like that. Yep. I made some big moves this week to try and turn some teams around. So we'll see. We'll talk about some of those moves when we get to D1. But first, we'll jump into the Dynasty League. Week 8. Turn it up, middle. And I'm going to let Connor kick us off. Sounds good. For the top uh, game of the week, I guess this is still uh, cross-division, but yes. for the one that I'm doing, uh, Nompton Bulldogs, who were 4-3, and three, took on the Dirty South Spartans, who were also 4-3, and three, right in the hunt for the playoff spot, kind of like myself there. Uh, and this, they were throwing some haymakers, 199 to 195. Nompton Bulldogs ended up pulling it out. Um, for the Nompton Bulldogs, oops, switch them around. Nompton Bulldogs, the MVP is obviously King Henry. If you're watching the pod, go tits, which means Titans for you new big tits guy. Um, he's just ridiculous. We're watching the uh, we're watching Miles Sanders and the Eagles run all over Houston as we record right now. 
And Derek Henry. By the way, uh, quick segue. I kind of like the red Houston unis. The helmets are sweet. Yeah. Give me a Anyways, nice little. Yeah. Uh, give me a nice Obo Okwankwo, uh signed red helmet. That'd be pretty cool. I was Obo on the Texans now. Yeah, he's starting. Okay, he was on the Rams, right? Yeah, he won the he won the uh, two bowl with them last year, and then got a decent okay. contract in Houston, which is where he's from. So, oh yeah, I see him there, number forty five. Yep, he's he's a good dude, good dude, friend of the show, friend of the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, so Derek Henry, Derek Henry, uh, facing Houston the past four times. Each of the four time past four times, he's rushed for over two hundred yards, and. Combined, he has nine touchdowns over the last four games against Houston. This game, he had 32 carries. Yes, that's a three and a two. 219 yards and two touchdowns. Ended up uh, with 38.8 points, and he wasn't even a top two running back this week. He ended up RB3 on the week. That Some crazy shows scores how... this week. Yep, crazy scores. Um for the least valuable player, unfortunately, we're gonna go with Danny Dimes. I, mm. I've been liking Danny Dimes. He's supposed he was supposed to be asleep for this year. He actually mm-hmm. was doing decent whenever they were, um, like when they started six and one. I guess now they're only six and two, which isn't bad either. I own um, a lot of Danny Dimes mm. across my leagues. Well, Danny didn't even get one dime this no. week. He ended up 176 yards. And uh, a fifth of the rushing yards that he got last week. So he only got 20 this week and he had a hundred over a hundred last week. So uh, that will definitely decrease some stuff as well as uh, him contributing a fumble for the dirty South Spartans just barely lost this game by four points. It ended up, be, it ended up being on the, uh, the last night, right? Forgot who was playing. So, oh, T. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, David had T. Higgins and Jacoby Brissett. Oh yeah, that big T. Higgins forty-yard touchdown pass at the yep. end of the game. T. Higgins won. Uh, uh, kind of tipped him over the scales there. Uh, but for the Dirty South Spartans, MVP is another running back that did great. Uh, some people say he he looked like uh, Derrick Henry. Deontay Foreman looks like the Achilles injury has finally been defeated. Now it took him four years to come back from it, but the Achilles injury is undefeated now. And uh, he ended up, however, it's not quite as impressive whenever you're Katie's going against Derrick Henry. So you have Derrick Henry and then you see Deontay Foreman. So it's not as impressive. I also think Derrick Henry is about four inches taller than Deontay Foreman. Derrick Henry is four inches taller than anybody that walks this earth. <laughs> He's four inches taller than Yao Ming. And four feet in four feet wider than everyone. Um, but anyways, Deontay Foreman had 118 yards, ended up with three touchdowns. That yes, that's one, two, and three touchdowns. Um and yet he is he is so like a big performance like this, yet he's only the RB fifteen on the year, which is kind of surprising. He's kind of I guess he didn't do much. He was behind Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he was behind but... a guy named Christian McCaffrey. He sucks. Trade him if you can. Uh, least valuable Bill player. Definitely trade him. Yep. Siri keeps going off on my iPad. I'm watching the game on my iPad, and it just keeps saying, 
Anyways, uh, least valuable player for the Spartans is Daryl Henderson, someone who we thought that she actually, she actually like made a good trade. Because oh, speaking of Christian McCaffrey, she got Daryl Henderson in a trade for Christian McCaffrey in a second. Fair trade, CMC for for Daryl Henderson. Straight up. And uh, what I say to this is, for one giveth, one taketh away. So she had Daryl Henderson for the first couple weeks, thinking that he'd be good. He's no longer, so now she got Deontay Foreman. Um, he only played on 44% of snaps. He only got six opportunities and got 30 yards. And now the, like, the bigger question is, well, one, I've heard that he was sick, so you don't know whatever. Maybe he wasn't didn't practice enough or whatever. Two, Acres is supposedly going to possibly will come back in Tampa Bay. Ronnie Rivers did a decent amount of work there. And then uh, Kyron Williams was supposed to be back as well. So I don't yeah, know. It's about I don't to know even more, about be more, even more of a cluster there. Yeah. So um, that's the uh, non from Bulldogs versus 30 South Spartans. <clears throat> For me, we're going to start with the little cameraman supporters at four and three against the Archive at five and two. And the Archive moved to six and two, 168 to 157. The archive had an MVP of ETN. This feels like such a long time ago, but the guy was a beast in the old country. He had a workhorse load and produced like one. This was the London game on Sunday morning. He had 24 carries, 156 yards, and a touchdown. Only three catches for six yards, uh, but he did total 27.2 points, making him the RB6 on the week before Monday Night Football. I'm not sure where Nick Chubb finished. <laughs> The least valuable player for the archive is uh, who had a really solid performance all around, so it was kind of hard to choose one, um, but I guess I'll have to choose James Robinson. Even though I'm not sure how much was expected of him in his first week as the Jet with the Jets, uh, but he did have only five carries for 17 yards. That's 1.7 points. Uh, tough week with bye weeks. Had to plug him in. Luckily, it didn't hinder him. didn't keep him from a win. Although, with a uh, score of 168 points that made him like the fourth or fifth highest score on the week. Cause there are some big scores this week in the league. The cameraman had an MVP named, uh, could have easily been Kyler Murray. Uh, but I think the, uh, the wee little man, Rondale Moore earned it, earned it this week. Rondale had 12 rushing yards, seven catches and 92 receiving yards and a touchdown. He totaled 24.4 points, providing his best fantasy uh, football output since his second career game last year in week hmm. two when he had 29.4 points. On the other hand, for the cameraman, cam, camera, I keep wanting to call him the cameraman, but it's the cameraman. We're just supporting the one cameraman. Hmm. Um, but the cameraman's LVP is Cortland Sutton. It seemed as though Sutton had established himself as the Broncos wide receiver one, and then hmm. Russ got hurt. And when he came back, Russ said, nah, it's Jerry Judy. In London, Sutton had one catch on four targets for 12 yards. He's now fallen to wide receiver 33 on the season. And for a comparison, Jerry Judy is now up to wide receiver 27. So he's been surpassed by the Still judge. sucks because everyone thought they were both going to be top 24 backs or receivers at least. Well, I think that... I think that they one could... of them will end up as a top 24, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, back to you. 
Oh, thank you. Uh, for the next one, we're going to go with, um, well, both of them are against Tinker. So we're going to go with Jamar Rule, four and three against In the Name of Science, uh, who is one and six, or was one and six, or now one and seven, 205 to 114. Jamar Rule almost beat him by a hundy. Yeah. Their MVP is none other than Alvin Kamara. Everyone knows, everyone knew that he was going to blow up for a game sometime. Finally, Taysom Hill started to stop taking away his touchdowns. Well, I guess he didn't stop taking his way his touchdowns. It's more like Cream or Kamara uh, just actually sco- started scoring them from outside the red zone. So 158 total yards, ended up with nine catches and three touchdowns. He is one of the two backs that was ahead of Derrick Henry. He is the RB2, so still not the RB1 of the week, um, RB2. For the least valuable player for the Jamar Rule, we're going with Gabe Davis. Um, everyone knows he's a boomer bust player. You just kind of, um, even though people were definitely thinking or hoping that he'd be a better player this year, there's a bunch of people trying to draft him really high in startups saying that he's going to break out this year. However, it's either he catches the 60-yard bomb for a touchdown or he doesn't. And this week he just didn't catch the bomb. Two catches, 53 yards, and uh, – Siri, uh, shut it. I thought I turned it off, but uh, he's he's a wide receiver, thirty-seven on the year, so he's he's missed a couple games. Still ends up being wide receiver thirty-seven, um, so that shows by his big uh, blow-up games. For the in the name of science, uh, Dak is back. Uh, he actually looked like Dak. He looked good. He ran. He he had some good throws to CD and picking defenses apart. He had 250 yards and two passing touchdowns along with one rushing touchdown. Ended up QB5 on the week. For uh, the least valuable player, we're going with uh, Brian Robinson, unfortunately. This is this whole backfield field is just confusing. 25% of snaps this, this week, which is um, half of the snaps that he did the last two weeks. So I don't really know what's going on. Um, ended up with only eight opportunities, um, half of what he's averaged the past two weeks again. So I don't know if it's game script or they just finally realized that Antonio Gibson is actually the better running back and they should have never drafted Antonio Gibson. But um, we'll see who they're starting running back will be uh, next week, or I guess this current week. Back to me. Back to you, Sean. I'm going to go to the matchup between the two and five soldier fields and the six and one dilly dilly and dilly 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 dominated 251 to 141. Uh, 251, I was just trying to look it up, is definitely the highest score on the season in the league. Not sure what it how it compares to last year. If I can toggle over real quick. Uh, it's not going to be real quick, but 250, the highest score on the year for the league. Pretty impressive, especially in a week that did have bye weeks. Um, Dilly's now 7-1 and one in his MVP. Uh, when the team scored 250 points, there's going to be several good candidates for MVP. And for Dilly, there was Antonio Gibson, Stefan Diggs maybe, DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins could be a good one, DJ Moore yeah. caught 
what should have been a game-winning touchdown. 60-yarder, yeah. Uh, I really wanted to choose DJ Moore, but one player left left me with no choice, and it's the number one running back on the week, CMC. He had one passing, one rushing, and one receiving touchdown and scored 42.3 points. Uh, This was enough to make him the number two player on the week. He missed out on the number one overall player by one and a half points. Hmm. Just a very impressive week. It's kind of like Shanahan wanted to rub CMC in McVay's face and be like, ha ha, we got him and you didn't now. (laughs) Now have, now sit down and take your whooping, boy. And McVay usually does take his whoopings from uh, Kyle Shanahan. The least valuable player for the Dillies is Rashad Bateman. Even Mm. more of an LVP today. Mm. He'll be out for the season. Um, I know he was hurt, but this was after he missed several weeks trying to get healthy. Then he goes out and starts off Dylan uh, Dylan's week with, along with many other weeks, uh, mine included in several different leagues, with a nasty goose, zero catches, zero yards, zero points. Dylan was lucky slash skilled enough to overcome it, but that wasn't the case for most, including myself. Maybe now, uh, and we do know this now, well, he will take... Plenty of time off to get healthy. You will not see him the rest of the season. Uh, luckily, Dylan probably won't need him because his team's stacked. 7-1. Dilly dilly. Right. But you, you can never have too many too many uh, depth pieces and flex spots in different matchups once you get to the end of the season. <clears throat> injuries, obviously. Example A, if, he, if there's one or two more injuries pop up or bye weeks in the end, he, he could – have trouble in a couple games and it is start 11 so depth depth does help in our league for sure for soldier fields her mvp is tony pollard we know pollard can do this whenever he has the backfield to himself unfortunately for katrina this doesn't happen often and when it doesn't she also has zeke to have to worry about so she can't just like plug and play Pollard had 131 rushing yards, three touchdowns, only 14 carries, and added 16 receiving yards. The least valuable player for the fields could have easily been Derek Carr, but uh, I'll talk about the Raiders in a minute. Mm. So her, it could, excuse me. So her LVP could have been Jalen Rager, maybe. No, having him in the starting lineup must have been a mistake. You don't put that guy in the lineup. Katrina's LVP is Jawan Johnson, who only had Mm. 3.4 points on two catches for 14 yards. Sure, you can't expect 20 points each week, but on a week where the Saints shut out the Raiders and scored plenty of points, you certainly hope for more than 14 yards. Then again, we talked about him last week, Connor. Uh, uh, He keeps getting end zone targets, and that's about it. I mean, he doesn't get many targets outside of the red zone. So maybe you just have to kind of ride the variance with Mr. Johnson. Hmm. For the next matchup, we're going to go uh, with my own team, the fantasy football team against the grocery baggers. It was definitely scary at the beginning of the week um, in this matchup, but the fantasy football team ended up pulling it out uh, 155 to 110. So the grocery baggers are still on their way to uh, tanking. Uh, it started off a little scary because, well, we'll we'll talk to talk about that later. Fantasy football team's MVP 
is AJ Brown. Man, wouldn't it have been great if he's on your hometown team or the team you cheer for? Only they didn't trade him away in the draft. Anyways, AJ Brown is a straight beast. He's a large man and very good at football. Uh, six catches, 156 yards, and three touchdowns. Ended up being the wide receiver one on the week. Um, and overall, actually, he was the number overall, right? I believe so. Uh, 41.6. Oh, he caught me with a yawn. Sorry. Um, however, not to be greedy, but he could have very well had another touchdown. Wow. Uh, Damian Pierce is very good at not getting tackled. Um, for the fantasy football team's LVP, um, I will take the blame on this one. It is partially my fault. Robbie Anderson. Um, I thought he second game out there that he would at least get a hand. He oh he got a few, a few targets, but I thought he'd be out there on I don't know more than nine percent of the snaps. So the first week he was there out. He was there twenty percent of the snaps. This one he's out there on nine percent of the snaps. He did have three targets, but that's it. Um, I was hoping he'd be a little bit more involved on the second game back. Thankfully, it didn't come and bite me in the butt. Um, but there we go. Uh, honorable mention for my own boneheadedness is Jamal Williams being on my bench again. Um, Got to so play Jamal that guy. Williams. Yep. Uh, I mean, he's in his, he's in my lineup. I, I think <laughs> going forward, he's just going to be in there. Yeah, it seems even um, when DeAndre Swift is playing, you can still – flex him pretty he gets the goal line yeah but uh i would just like to bring back the i think when i traded for him all there was was some mocking saying uh the you gonna get a quote here what's the uh i'm having brain fart the show hard knocks said hard knocks knocks bump uh by some co-commission over here and uh i said that yep Wow. Hard knock hard knocks trolling. bump. Uh do you do you remember what I traded for him? I don't. Uh well one, I'd like to mention that he's a number 14 back on the year. Pretty good. Um, pretty good. Two, I traded uh Trey Sermon and Abram Smith. <laughs> Looking pretty good. Now this was when, this was when Trey Sermon was with the 49ers. Is he getting camp hype at that time? He was getting camp hyped then, and then Abram Smith. Whenever we didn't know what was happening with Alvin Kamara this year, so that is one thing yeah. I'm going to look forward to now that the 49ers have CMCs. We don't have to listen to all their bullcrap camp hype next year with about all their other running backs. Oh, you still will, but yeah. Um, anyways, for the grocery baggers, what I was about to mention earlier, the reason why I was somewhat scared to start the week is Devin Duvernay um, ended up doing very well on Thursday night football ended up with two carries for 33, 33 yards and four catches for 31 yards. So not that much one touchdown that will add to it. However, in this dynasty league, it is 0.1 points per yard return on return yards, yards. one point for every 10 return yards. He ended up with, uh, I think it ended up being 99 return yards. So he basically got 10 points. 10-point boost, ended up with 26.3 points to start off the week. Uh, had me a little, a little sweaty. However, least valuable player, uh, Sean, this was your your number one overall rookie draft from back in the day. This was uh, – Yep, my guy. 
Yep, your guy, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Ouch. 7.82 points. That's a good pass by Davis Mills. Um, you are way behind. Am I? <laughs> yeah. Might make sure you're watching the live broadcast there, bubs. Because they're now in an official review. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Well, the Siri thing was messing with me. I think I'm caught up now. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> keep her name out of your for... mouth. Keep her name out of your mouth. What? If you don't say her name, she won't start talking. Keep her name out of your mouth. Siri, I'm talking about <laughs> Siri's name. Keep her name oh. out of your mouth. <laughs> no, I, I I officially figured out how to turn it off. Anyways, Trevor Lawrence, the least valuable player for the grocery baggers, uh, 18 for 31. So 18 completions for only 133 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and one fumble. Um, that's not a stat line that you want. Good thing Amen is tanking already because it kind of looks like uh, Trevor Lawrence is, is going to need this year to keep improving. He does have another receiver now with the Calvin Ridley news. Next year he will, anyways. That was um, part of the that was part of the reason that he chose to make the switch from Mahomes to Lawrence was to assist in the tanking. A hundred percent, as well as he got two firsts as well, right? He got twenty three yeah. and twenty four first. Yeah, he did. So, I mean, essentially, he got three firsts for Mahomes, and then uh, running back Algier, I think, was in there as well. Tyler yeah. Algier. Yeah. Um, Anyways, uh, so after that that bad game, I would like to point out uh, AJ Brown had more more receiving yards than Trevor Lawrence had passing yards. It's pretty embarrassing. However, he was uh, QB twenty seven on the week, but QB eighteen on the season still, and that is better. Uh, I think you know there's a couple couple guys that I wrote down that you might know that that Trevor Lawrence is doing better on on the season. Uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Yep, Aaron Rodgers. Have you heard of him? Matt Stafford. Uh, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr. Oh. Matt Stafford. Yeah. Uh, so I guess you can't I have two of those on my team. <laughs> can't be too sad about that. Well, you're also in second place, so you can. Uh, no, it. I'm not. Not anymore. Talk about okay. that in a minute. Well, yes, we will. Um, and that'll wrap it up for the grocery baggers. Uh, Sean, can you take away with the last matchup? Last matchup is the reigning champions, Warminster Guards, against the reigning number one overall pickers, the replacements. And the replacements put it on them this week, winning their second game of the season, second game ever in the regular season. Before I get too far into it, wanted to wrap back around. Dilly Dilly's score of 150.5 is the second highest all time in the league, only second behind Will, who scored 157.8 back in week five of last season so pretty good score for sure um anyways the replacements win it 158 to 118 beating the warmest regards shamefully the replacements had an mvp and i mean lest we look any further than our ou brethren connor he's playing right now jalen hurts they decided that they didn't need to run the ball last week. He threw the ball for 285 yards and four touchdowns, and he only had 10 rushing yards. That totaled 37.4 points. And as I mentioned, is a bit of a role reversal with all the passing and none of the rushing that we'll normally see from him. 
The replacement's LVP is AJ Dillon. It's been really confusing hmm. season. Confusing, confusing season. It's a good way to make it more confusing uh, for Dillon. I think we all expected him to have a more increased role this season, and he got some of that early in the season, but it's been much more. He hasn't been much more than a hopeful flex play and handcuff each week. They've definitely leaned more towards uh, Aaron Jones, the Packers have. In week eight, Dylan only had 7.3 points on 10 carries, which isn't too bad. 5.4 yard or 5.4 yards a carry, 54 yards with one catch and nine yards. So, I mean, you would hope if he gets 11 touches, he can produce a decent fantasy game, which just didn't turn out that way this week. The regards, on the other hand, their MVP is one quarterback that Connor just talked about. It's stepdaddy Stafford. No longer, mm. he's he'll always be Jake's daddy. Um, he's my stepdaddy, apparently. Stepdaddy Stafford. He didn't break the twenty point mm. mark, and the Rams got stomped by the 49ers. But Stafford looked a little better with one hundred eighty seven yards, one rush, one rushing, and one passing touchdown. The rushing touchdown obviously helps the points look a little better. If he can keep this up, he'll be a solid uh, QB two or three for me the rest of the season. Of course, Cooper Cup's injury could make this a little more difficult, depending on the severity of that. Hey, Rob, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the LVP for the regards is the Raiders. All of the Raiders, they all mm. sucked for anybody that had them on their teams this week. This includes the Raiders that occupy... My starting roster spots on the regards, that includes Devontae Adams, who was dealing with the flu and played like it with only 1.2 points. That is one carry for minus one yards and one catch for three yards. Josh hmm. Jacobs, whom I traded a first round pick for, only had 43 yards and Big 11, guy. 43 rushing yards and 11 receiving yards, 7.4 points. Uh, so if you think about it, Connor, I basically traded a 2023 first round pick to get an extra five points in week eight because B-Rob only had two points this week. I traded a first round pick in Brian Robinson mm. for uh, Josh Jacobs. So that equals a first round pick for five extra points in week eight. Well, did you win? No. Oh, shoot. <laughs> not, a, not a good return. <laughs> Uh, anyways, that wraps us up for the week eight breakdown review, the week eight review. Uh, let's take a quick look at the standings in the history spreadsheet. That is where I went to get the all-time highest score, in case you were wondering, which you sure you weren't. I knew exactly where to go. <clears throat> it's still a tight race right there in the middle. Yeah, looking at the divisions, the Nonton division is an absolute cluster right now. Three teams at the top, tied at five and three. Jake Walla Walla and the Jamar Rules took over the top spot with their 205-point week. They are ahead of me by 10 points in the points four standing. And then David is technically in third. He's about 150 points behind me. So unless David takes over based on wins, he's kind of falling behind in points four. So he's going to have to perform really well in the second half of the season, which uh, what do we have? Uh, we have five games six. left in the regular season, six games. Yep. 
Um, five of them are against the division, so David's gonna have gonna have plenty of chances to overtake the lead based on his record. Baxter is fourth in the division at four and four, and then Katrina and Amon are at two and six at the bottom. Science never sleeps division. Dylan is at the top at seven and one. Will is close behind him at six and two, but the gap in points for is pretty substantial, two hundred and almost thirty points between Dylan and Will, with Will um, Dylan in the lead. So Will is going to have to not only beat Dylan, but hope that Dylan stumbles somewhere down the stretch so that he can overtake him in the record column. Connor, you're at five and three, not completely out of it for the division title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd have to, you got to do some work, but you're not I, out I, of it. I, I would need some other teams to, to fall apart for me. But I mean, you're about to, you're about to firm up your roster, you know, with Deshaun Watson coming back. Yeah. People have been trying to get him from me. Uh, Katie Guthrie and sorry, I just said her full name, <laughs> Orange Katie and <laughs> the Sturdy South Spartans at four and four are fourth in division, followed by Antonio at two and six and Ryan and the um, I think he's going to rename his team, but we'll see but right now in the name of science at one and seven. So the playoff picture looks like this. Dylan, number one, Jake, number two, Will, number three, myself, number four, David at five. And Katie actually at six, she's there at four and four, but she's there based on points. She is a mere 29 points ahead of Connor. Mm -hmm. And she's only one point behind less than a point behind David for the fifth spot. So Katie and David are neck and neck for points. Well, no, the fifth spot is based on record. So she's behind David in record. So Connor, you could still get in and rec- based on record or points. So you yep. you still got several avenues to get into the playoffs there. Yep. Good thing Brandon Cooks isn't playing tonight, and uh, Michael Thomas is out for another four games because he's a bum. Yeah, I think he might be out for the season or probably forever. I don't think the draft order has changed much. Amen is still in the number one draft spot, mm-hmm. followed by Ryan's pick. Antonio's pick. <laughs> Excuse me, Katrina. I'm pretty, sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure David has Ryan's Baxter. Pick. So I think it goes Amon, David, Anthony, or Antonio. I wonder if he's if ever been called Anthony. And then Amon has <laughs> Katrina's pick, and then I have Baxter's pick. And then your pick would be the sixth spot right now because you're technically not in the playoffs. So and uh, Antonio has that one. Looking so good Antonio, for Antonio right now. Looking Antonio good for Eamon right now. The two and six. Eamon would have the one and the three. Ooh, that's tasty. That is yep. really tasty. Yep. That's a good way to flip a team in a hurry, especially yeah, with this so... draft class. Um, um. Anyways, let's do – we had a couple of trades in the league. I don't think we talked about my Josh Jacobs trade last week, did we? No, we did not. This would have happened on Friday morning at – um, after the podcast dropped. But as we mentioned it a minute ago during the review, I traded Brian Robinson in a 2023 first round pick. This is Dylan's first round pick, who's at the top of the league right now. And I received back Josh Jacobs in a 2023 fourth. Now, granted, I did not put this Twitter poll up until after Sunday's game. I put it up early, early Monday morning. So it's mm. possible that Josh Jacobs' performance could have skewed these re- results a little bit. But the uh, 
the 2023 first and Brian Robinson side won the poll on 99 votes with 75% for the first and 25% for Josh Jacobs. Now I do post these polls with zero context given just basically the league makeup. So 12 team super flex PPR dynasty. And I leave out any other context just because I want to see what the Twitterverse thinks in general. And they definitely like the 2023 firsts could have changed their opinion, knowing that it's probably going to be a late first, but we did have a trade go down today between myself and Dylan. This one does not have any Twitter results yet. Uh, Maybe I'll post it this uh, probably wait and post it in the morning, get a little more action on it. But I received Dion Jackson in a 2024 fourth and Dylan received a 2024 third. Thoughts on that? Not a big trade, but I have Jonathan Taylor and wanted his his handcuff, basically. I ha- Now I have both of his handcuffs with uh, Deion Jackson and, you know, my guy, hot hands, Zach Moss. Um, I, I am surprised that's all it took, to be honest. Just in the sense of Jonathan Taylor's been hurt a bunch. You have Jonathan Taylor. And uh, and how good he's done already as like the number one back. Like he had, he was like the number two overall back the the one week that he started. I think. Yeah. Um, he had ten like catches. That. It it surprised me that it only took a third round pick in two years, and having to send like all he did was move up around in the twenty four draft. I thought there'd right. be a little more pushback on it. Just, just we... especially with especially with Dylan. Dylan's all about him getting more picks or I don't know. Like he, he's getting rid of the youth. He's getting rid of the running back. I feel like he would have like pushed it to at the very least only like getting a third just straight up for him. So yeah, I don't think it's a bad push trade. some. Because I just threw out the trade to him of just Dion Jackson straight up for. Latavius Murray I didn't think he would accept it but I told him after he didn't accept it that I'd be willing to throw in a fourth round pick and then he wanted to do the fourth round and third round swap in 2023 and I told him I'd do it in 2024 and then I guess he just didn't want Latavius Murray I don't know so now I have Latavius Murray and Deion Jackson I don't know if you I personally, as someone that is wallowing in the Latavius Murray or Melvin Gordon situation in my home league, it sucks. I mean, I don't think he's going to play for me, but there's still plenty of seasons, plenty of weeks left in the season for there to be more clarity in that backfield. Of course, it just got even more muddy with Chase Edmonds going there. Yep. Anything notable in free agency this week that you want to touch on? Both um, Detroit tight ends were picked up after Hawkinson was traded to the Vikings. Katie picked up Ronnie Rivers. Connor, you got your boy Savon Ahmed. <laughs> Can you please read my response right after waivers uh, went yeah. through? I thought I took out the Ahmed waiver. Whoops. Yeah, I, I put that in right whenever Edmonds got taken out. Like, or when Edmonds got traded, and then whenever the Wilson news came in, I thought I changed it. 
Oh, like I thought I took it off, but I, I forgot. So it's all right. I'm happy. I dropped Ahmed and I ended up picking up uh, Denzel Mims. Oh, nice. Huh? Huh? Did you... I didn't even notice you did that. Denzel Mims, who's over here, 75% of snaps last week. He's now, according to uh, Adam Scheffner, he is now uh, being worked into the plays. Hmm. So. He was always good at Baylor. Yeah, uh, so, I mean. I, Jake I'm did pick up receiver, Demarcus so. Robinson, who's with Baltimore yep. now, which looks like a pretty good pick now that we know what happened with Bateman. Got yep. him for free. <clears throat> that's it let's go to the week eight dynasty weekly breakdown and we're back to divisional play for a few weeks uh, before we hit important. our rivalry what do we call it? what do you call it rivalry showdown showdown in week twelve, because I have a, I I have trouble with the double R's. I think everybody I since does. I was a kid. You have everybody has the trouble with the R W mm-hmm. next hey, to each other. You got you got some sound still going there, bud. All right. So, do you like the order of the? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think this is a pretty good order of the week of the week eight breakdown. I'll go ahead and and start us off because I think. Uh, my Back division to divisional has... play is what I was saying. Yep, divisional play. I think this is uh, the best game of the week for Definitely. sure. Top two teams in the Science Never Sleeps division. Uh, top two teams by record face off in this week nine bout. Will the archive take down the URL? URU? Ultimate runner up. Okay. Will the archive take down the ultimate runner up? And make it a tie at the top of division, or will Dilly remain superior, superior, and essentially wrap up the division title? I think if he moves to eight and one, in the archive down to six and three, with five games left and his points lead, it's going to be pretty tough for someone to overtake him for the division yeah, Dilly, title. D- Dilly would have to lose some games that they're supposed to win, like next week against me, and I don't think that's going to happen. Um, right now, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and say by weeks, uh, Will has and the archive has CD Lamb and Jerry Judy. Dylan has CMC, and I guess Darius Slayton is good enough to put onto this list <laughs> of the buys. Um, by weeks in week nine are Broncos, Browns, Cowboys, 49ers, Giants, and Steelers. Definitely a big week, definitely sucky week. Um, right now, the Dilly Dilly is favored to win by 17. Um, yeah, it looks like right now it's looking like the archive should have started Davis Mills over Tom Brady because Davis Mills is slinging it. Slinging. All right. Let's, let's, let's look at the Nompton division. The best matchup in the Nompton division is the little cameraman supporters against Jamar Rule. Jamar Rule at the top of the division now. Five and three, the cameraman supporters at four and four. Jamar has taken over the division lead after scoring over 200 points last week, while the cameraman is just trying to stay on their feet. Can the cameraman support? Can the cameraman continue to support their playoff hopes, or will Jamar 
start to rule them out by sending them to a sub 500 record. Bye weeks in this matchup for Jamar. He has Saquon Barkley, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and Donovan Peoples Jones. The cameraman has uh, Cortland Sutton and Greg D, the big D Dulcich. Um, right now, uh, the cameraman supporters, again, this is halftime of the Thursday night football game. So the cameraman supporters are projected to win by four. So basically a dead even match. Um, Miles Sanders is having a good game. The cameraman supporters Ooh. started a dart in yeah, the fantastic in dart Chris throw. Moore <laughs> uh, the with the one carry, but one catch, 13 yards, and a touchdown in the first half. So right now, Miles Sanders and – Chris Moore are outscoring Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard uh, 20 to 12 in the first half. So a little live updates that will be uh, not matter to y'all or be relevant to y'all at all um, by the time you listen. Well, it should have joined live, I guess. Yep, exactly. Uh, Spotify green room. (laughs) Um, The next matchup for the science never sleeps division We'll go with the fantasy football team versus the replacements. Uh, the fantasy football team sits firmly in the third spot in the Science Never Sleeps division, despite having the same record as those in the three-way tie of the Nompton division. Three-way tie for the lead, meaning I am should be up there with them. Can they keep pace with the Archive and Dilly, or will the replacements turn the FFT's firm three-game winning streak into a limp one-game losing streak? By weeks, I've got Jimmy G-String. And uh, Antonio has Kenny Pickett and the Muth. And Connor, right now you are projected to win 147 to 138. Pretty close one with replacements. Yep, right now he's got Jalen Hurts, who's not doing so hot in the first half. And I've got A.J. Brown. So as long as he throws touchdowns to A.J. Brown, we're good. I'd really like uh, Jalen Hurts to pick it up. I would too as well for other uh, leagues. Yeah, just throw it to AJ Brown for me. Ready, Brian? We'll just run it. Running's good too. Warmest regards against the Soldier Fields. Warmest regards five and three, Soldier Fields two and six. The regards let the division lead slip through their fingers by going one and two in interdivisional play. But Soldier Fields didn't fare much better and is now on a five game losing streak. Will Soldier Fields finally put Justin Fields in the lineup with Derek Carr sucking last week? Or will the Raiders be better all around and lift the regards back to their winning ways? You want to talk about buys real quick and then I'll pull Bye weeks for myself. Kareem Hunt, George Pickens Your Nose, and uh, Latavius Murray. Katrina has Thick Nick Chubb, Zeke, Mm. and Pollard. And Brandon Ayuk. Those are some substantial, uh, substantial uh, bye weeks there for trainer. Right now, you're projected to win by 83 points, 194 to 111. Let me just check. Run doesn't through. mean much considering I was projected to win by that much last week. Also, okay, let's not try and reverse jinx on the pod. Um. It does look like Katrina has a, a, a complete lineup. However, due to injuries or due to bye weeks and uh, 
really just by she doesn't have any injury in, any, any injuries she's starting damian harris who's who's been questionable with his hamstring lately james cook keenan allen who might not play at all taekwon thornton jarvis langer who might not play um and then the boy you your the homeboy that you talked about previously uh Juwan johnson and she's she's going with the, the real dart throw this is the dart of all darts uh Kadarius Tony, she's throwing him in there. Um, so who knows? She doesn't Maybe have a whole be... lot of many. She doesn't have many other choices. Nope. She Not is playing weeks. Justin Fields. She is. She is playing him. Soldier Fields is playing Justin Fields. All right, your last one for the week nine breakdown. Last week nine of uh, divisional playoff for the. Or not division playoffs, division matchups for Science Ever Sleeps division is the Dirty South Spartans first in the name of science, four and four versus one and seven. The Spartans have three more wins than the the name of science, but currently have a longer losing streak, two in a row. Can the Spartans sneak up on another winning streak and stay in the playoff hunt? Or will the name of science start to put some wins together? Katie for buys has Melvin Gordon and Deontay Johnson. Uh, Ryan, this is uh, kind of sucky, uh, has Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott, his two starting quarterbacks. Um, right now, Katie is projected to win by 40, or sorry, apologies, 60, uh, 147 to 87, because Ryan does not have a starting quarterback um, that can play due to uh, Russ and Dak being on by, unless Sam Howell can get in the game. Looks like he is uh, only starting three players, four players that are projected to get double digits. So Rough rough look for science. Yeah. All science. Last matchup in the Nompton division is the Nompton Bulldogs at five and three against the Grocery Baggers, two and six. The Bulldogs remain in the fight for the divisional crown but are about 150 points behind the regards and Jamar. Will a win against the baggers propel them to the top or will the baggers play spoiler and keep them in the middle of the pack? The Bulldogs have Danny Dimes, Wandale Robinson, Dalton Schultz, Jacoby Brissett, and Najee Harris on by, though I don't think he was starting Najee Harris last week. He did not last week, which Um, is ballsy. Amon has Debo and George Kittle on by for the baggers. That's it for the week nine breakdown in Wait, the dynasty league. What? Uh, I would, I would like to just give a shout out or not a shout out, but a little score current score matchup is one forty for the Nompton Bulldogs to one Oh seven for the grocery baggers. Thank you. That will take us to D one where we will jump into the week eight weekly review. We did have some mix up in the league this week. So let's get into it. Alley in invasion seven and O was taken down by Christian mingle. 198 to 136. Alley and invasion drops their first one of the season. Fantastic. I Kareem for TDs moves to six and two, taking down mixing it up 191 to 141. The Rona Riders finally fall off their hot streak. 
being beaten by It Ain't Easy Being Cheesy, 182 to 128. Broncos Country, You Suck, lost to Reek and Destroy, 188 to 96. Yeah. Wasson Wax Off wins it, 182 to the Brown Burrows, 158. And CD's Nuts waves the white flag, loses to Cooper Squared, 185 to 194. So some bottom teams in the league this week were the highest scores. Cooper yeah. Squared was two and five. They scored 185. Watson Wax Off was two and five. They scored 182. And Christian Mingle was three and four. They scored 198. So pretty impressive from the bottom of the league this week. Yep, they're trying to step their game up, trying not to uh, get demoted, whereas the uh, Broncos country is is trying to get demoted to the depths of the sea. Officially, you're trying to? No, I'm not trying okay. to. It's embarrassing. Uh, so right now, the standings... Yep. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll let you do it. Okay, uh, standings... Alien Al- Invasion... <laughs> Still up at the top at 7-1, even though they are, I think, the fifth lowest scoring team or the fifth highest scoring team. It's not by much that they're they're not they're not scoring a bunch, but they're seven one, two, I cream for TDs, six and two, Reek and Destroy is five and three, along with it ain't easy being cheesy. Uh Rona Riders, even though that they have two hundred more points and it ain't easy being cheesy is four and four, so their fifth seed. Christian Mingle, six, mixing it up, seven. At three and five, it is Cooper squared. Watts on, wax off. Broncos country sit down. And then at two and six is the Brown Burrow and CD's nuts. Yep. So at this moment, if it was based off of standings, I would be getting demoted. So let's do some quick math here. Katie has 11... 23 in points. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So she's the eighth highest scoring team in the league. She's, I have she's 40... less points scored than the Brown Burrows, who are two and six. I have 30, 33 points less, 37 points less than her. And I am 10th and she is first. Just like uh, it ain't easy being cheesy is fourth, five and three. I have two more points than them. Or I mean, but I mean, yeah, like you said, the Brown Burrow has eleven hundred and thirty-five points. They have more points, and it ain't easy being cheesy. The number one overall team. Um, yeah, just rough sometimes. Just who you play. Schedule even out a little bit as the season goes on, but keep scoring points. You'll give yourself a chance in the end. Right now, the sixth seed is Baxter with 1,237 points. But, you know, if Alien Invasion or It Ain't Easy Being Cheesy, if they lose, they'll bump them they, down. Like So we'll see what if happens. They start, if they get on the losing streak, and if, if they're in the middle of the pack, then one of the bottom teams can easily get up there with a the record. So uh, keep playing. CD's nuts. You... Well, haven't scored a lot of points at all. But I know you don't even listen to this podcast, Hunter. But uh, keep maybe playing. Maybe he'd be better if he did. He, there's not maybe. He would be. 
Um, Three agency ads this week. Uh, top of the list was Jeff Wilson. Who dropped him? Was it me? Was I the idiot? No, it was you. <laughs> it was me. Yep. Uh, Connor dropped him. A- uh, Antonio picked him up for 22, outbidding five others. David picked up Caleb Huntley. Nobody bid on him except David. Ryan got Tyler Conklin. Connor, you got Isaiah Likely, outbidding myself and Katie. Uh, Dylan got Terrace Marshall. I picked up Deion Jackson. Katie got Ronnie Rivers, and Ryan got um, Jarvis Landry. You want to do the trades? I would say shortly after uh, the Detroit tight end was picked up, and then Cam Akers also picked up off of waivers after. Um, Yeah, trades. Uh, First trade that came through is I sent Danny Dimes to David. Hang on, hang on. We had uh, we had some go through before last weekend, right? That we haven't oh, talked about. Yep, you're right. <clears throat> See the twenty eighth. Yeah. What day was the twenty eighth? Halloween was Monday. So Friday. Yeah. Okay, so that would have been after. Okay. So the twenty eighth. Let me just do a filter here so I can get. Filter all this garbage, you. Okay, so we already talked about Deontay Foreman and Kyle Pitts, right? Last week, I guess. Yeah, we did. We talked about that. Okay, so last Friday, Katie received, so Allian Invasion, top of the league, received Khalil Herbert and sent away Isaiah McKenzie to uh, Watson Wax Off. Not a big trade there. Don't have much to talk about. Okay, now I'll pass it off to you. Do we need to talk about the Mike Williams one as well? Did we not talk about that last week? Yeah, we talked okay. about it. Okay. Okay. Because it was happened sure. after. Oh yeah, it happened during football practice for me. Right, 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 right. Um. So for today, these trades happened today, Friday, Thursday. I mean, uh, I sent Daniel Jones to David, and I got back Trevor Lawrence. Um. This is a, um, a bye week trade. <clears throat> So Trevor Lawrence hasn't been doing the best. Daniel Dimes has been doing decent. So I feel like it's a pretty easy, even trade. I sent this to David. He messaged me and said, yeah, I think I'll be down for that trade. And I said, do you want to add to it? And he said, and then he accepted it on accident. He said, oh, sorry, I didn't see this. <clears throat> so ended up going through with this. And then, so that was yesterday, I guess. And then today, um, it was a little bigger trade. So I sent away Saquon Barkley, Kenyon Drake, and Marquise Hollywood Brown to David. So same trade partner. And I received Josh Jacobs, Jacoby Myers, and David Montgomery. Sean, thoughts? Um, <clears throat> context here is you need to win. Um, you're falling behind three and, I need to three win and five Saqu- now. Saquon's yep. on by. Marquise Brown Marquise is hurt Brown for is two injured. weeks at least. David is not exactly at the top of the league. He's only four and four, but I guess felt like he had cushion enough to wait on well. Saquon. Saquon. Um, so you get the immediate points. Josh Jacobs can hopefully bounce back from what he did last week. David Montgomery is at least an RB2 each week, I would say. Yep, yep. And Jacoby Myers is pretty good PPR wide receiver 
for the uh so I, I mean i get it on your side i was hoping to get barkley to me i thought i had a pretty good offer um but it is what it is you gotta do what you gotta do to stay in the playoff hunt and you did that by trading away i, I guess your best piece to get three point scores yep Yep, and then shortly after, David received Ezekiel Elliott for Rondale Moore. um, With Katie. With Katie, yes. So I was trying, which it makes sense, because I was trying to get Rondale Moore for another piece. So I added a piece, and he would add Rondale Moore as well. And he sent this back, and I accepted it. So um, thoughts on this one? I'm kind of surprised with Rondale Moore – uh, having his first blow-up game this past week and then Zeke not playing and Pollard having a blow-up game, I'd be a little afraid that Zeke isn't going to get Zeke work anymore. But Yeah, but you're kind of buying low on him, so. True. And Zeke's on bye this week, so David's seemingly loading up his team with bye-week players this week. Um, well, does this that how how does this make Baxter feel then? Does it does it make Baxter feel really stupid or or really bad? We know his little thing in the uh, in the dynasty saying that he's just an average manager, but David is still projected to beat him after getting rid of uh, of Josh Jacobs and Montgomery and Jacoby Myers and Rondell Moore, who were all supposed. To play this week yeah <clears throat> baxter also has cmc and brandon Ayuk on by so mm-hmm. bye weeks are yep. hurting them both so just gonna see be who has the best depth and who has the best dart throws i mean who knows what pacheco can do for baxter yeah and uh, truly the lead back for david's dart throw he picked up phil philip dorsett and it's playing him, and he's he already had a, a decent decent catch. Um, so two catches, 42 yards. You can't complain about six points from a dart throw that you just picked up today. Yep. <clears throat> Ooh, all right. That takes care of that. Let's get into the D1 Week 9. Weekly Breakdown. And do you want to go first, or you want me to go first this time? Uh, you can get it. Okay. First matchup is the Alien Invasion versus It Ain't Easy Being Cheesy. So seven and one versus five and three. Two of the hottest teams in the league face off in Week Nine. It Ain't Easy Being Cheesy has found winning to be easy recently, racking up four straight. On the other side, Alien Invasion is coming off their first loss of the season. Will Cheesy keep finding the wins easy, or will Alien Invasion abduct Cheesy's winning streak for themselves? Mm, a little abduction. Yeah. Rona Riders 4-4 four four versus Christian Mingo. We were just talking about this matchup. After winning four straight, Rona is finally on the decline, while Christian Mingo continues to search for a consistent winning relationship. Will Rona provide that week Proof. eight was... Well, thank you. Will Rona prove that week eight was only a small dip in their bigger surge? Or will Christian Mingle trust the government, get vaxxed, and defeat Rona Riders? 
right, right, right wing Christian minglers. <laughs> Easy for me to say. I Kareem for TDs is six and two versus the Brown Burrows at two and six palindrome game. Kareem sits one game out of first place while the Burrows are close to turning their attention to not getting relegated as opposed to making the playoffs. Will Kareem keep pace with the invasion by whipping the Burrows, or will the Burrows keep a small glimmer of playoff hope alive? We'll see if they can continue the uh, the points. Yep. Next, CD's Nuts, who is two and six, versus Freak and Destroy, who is five and three. Freak and Destroy has three wins in a row and is now the highest scoring team in the league, while CD's Nuts appears to have waved the white flag. Not appears to, he sent a gift with a white flag. <laughs> Can Reek now destroy the nuts or the nuts fall from the tree and not reek off of their winning streak? Well, nut falling from a tree joke. Yeah, nice. It is fall. Hope it, hope uh, Rick's not allergic to tree nuts. Or any nuts. Found out today that uh, Rick's a big uh, weather guy, likes chasing tornadoes and watching weather stuff where is he in Oklahoma? no michigan oh well can you well well rick if whenever you hear this uh let us know what's going to happen in oklahoma today because i told him it might be some naders in the morning yeah supposedly all the high school football games got moved to thursday he uh speaking of high school football washington number one in the state huh no comment we're going up yes what happened? Adrian Brown touchdown. Did Jalen Hurts throw the ball? Yes, he did. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Washington. We've been undefeated the past two years. Lost in the championship the past or th- last year. I think so, they have a guy that just got an OU offer. Not- there's a a guy that came in this year. His dad was a tight end in the NFL. He, yeah, he's he he's from Norman, and they moved yeah. down to Washington because Norman Public Schools is going crazy. Interesting. Yeah, his dad's yeah. A, his dad played at OU if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's a big dude. Um, what were we saying? Oh yeah, Rick, big tornado guy, said he wants to come down to Oklahoma and chase storms. Come on, we got a couple extra bedrooms. Yep. Uh, okay. Next matchup is Watson wax off at three and five versus mixing it up at four and four. After a few trades, Watson has found two wins in a row against the bottom of the league. Mixing it up, however, has lost three of four. Will Watson wax off, continue their push towards the bottom of the playoff picture? Or will Mixon find a way to maintain his claim in the bottom? Nice. Um, I would just like to give a shout out to Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. They just did the Fresh Prince little, little oh, nice. high five. They're they're doing pretty good. Their touchdown dances. Last week was the little dance and the back of the dance and the hop around. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. Look it up. They're doing a good job. Why don't you stand up and show us? <laughs> you didn't hear my my chair was almost falling apart from doing it. Uh, lastly, the crappiest team in the division, Broncos country, sit down at three and five. Versus Cooper Squared, who's also three and five. Broncos country has sat down with three straight losses. Let's just three straight losses. Let's just say that again. And Cooper ended their four game losing streak in week eight. Will Broncos country get back on the horse and start riding towards wins again? Or will Cooper start a winning streak? 
I think the Broncos will start riding again because, uh, um, uh, well, Cortland Sutton and Russell Wilson are no longer in my lineup. Because so you don't feel the need to play them because they're on bias so that helps you. Yes, and I, I mean, yeah, I made some moves. I got Josh Jacobs, Montgomery, Myers. You're feeling good right now, aren't you? Trevor Lawrence. I, I, I have hope. Yep, that's all you and need. You know what they say? Hope's a dangerous thing. It can drive a man crazy. <laughs> Is that what they say? Oh, you don't get the movie reference? Uh, I guess not. It, I guess it's the movie is it can drive you. It can drive you insane. Uh, oh no! Oh come on! You give a movie reference and don't know the movie? It just blanked. I can see it. It's they're in jail. Morgan Freeman. Oh Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption. Morgan Freeman. That's what he says. We got you know, hope's a dangerous thing. Can drive a man insane. Oh, let's talk about some D two. And that girl, she's doing it again. Man. Big Diggs Energy, one ninety seven, top of the Sing league. It. Sing it, Big Diggs Energy. Man, she is destroying, rolling them boys. Can you go to D one right now and look at the rankings? Mm-hmm. I'm there. Okay, and I'm on D two. What's the highest scoring team in D one? Uh, thirteen hundred and fifty, thirteen hundred point five three. 1300.53 yeah so she has 110 more points than the top scoring team in d1 <laughs> she has 1410 points oh my goodness <laughs> the next highest scoring team in d2 doesn't even have the next highest scoring team is 1274 oh my gosh so that's a 140 point difference from her in the number two team with the Scoring wise, thank Katrina. I'm yeah, gonna say take it easy work. on them, but don't take it easy on them. Put it on them. Her her team, just for the people. Well, right now she has someone on buy in the lineup. Hopefully she can change that. But uh, her team: Josh Allen, Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Pierce, Jerry Judy, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs. So got the double stack of Diggs and Allen. T.J. Hawkinson, Jacoby Myers, Devonte Smith. And then her QB2 is Andy Dalton or Ryan Tannehill. But Andy Dalton has been extremely solid yep. the last several weeks. And then her bench, she shores it up with Drake London, George Pickens, uh, Taysom Hill, Dontrell Hilliard. So her her starting group has just absolutely dominated. It helps when you have the number one quarterback, the number two receiver, oh, don't, and the number one receiver with Tyreek Hill. So... And Good she's job. great. A job lot drafting. of her major players are past their bye weeks already. So yeah, it, it's scary. Keep it up, Katrina. It's really impressive. Really, yeah. really impressive. But despite how impressive she's been, there's two other teams at the top mm-hmm. tied at seven and one, which is incredible. You have three seven and one teams. I don't think I don't know that I've ever seen that. Three teams yeah. like that. So Truffle Shuffle, that's Rick Flair and Dak Attack, your boy, Zay, Flow 3034. They're both tied um, pretty close together, about 40 points between the two for second and third. And then Katrina's, her boo, the get the the MFF, is at six and two, not too far behind in fourth place. Then you've got Tour 24, who is, quote, name your team, at in fifth. 
And then currently the sixth seed would be Kiro TX, despite him being two and six. Mm, he he would beat out uh, Papa J. points and Jam Prout for the sixth seed based on points. Pretty interesting. Pretty, yep. And then the crappy teams of the league, Peaches and Herbert, Groot, come on, four losses in a row. D2, this guy sucks. Two losses in a row. The team that is literally the worst team in the league. And then uh, Hale Murray, who's one and seven. I would just say Hale the Murray, worst team in the league. Hale Murray lost six in a row. Six in a row. And they still have more points than the team that sucks and the, the coward that manages it. Team that can't figure out how to name their team. Right. And the team that only scored or scored the least amount of points this past week and is. I mean, I can't really talk because I only scored 96 points. But Chalavi, oh, dang it, I said his name. <laughs> no one likes you, Chalavi. Uh, 129 least points. He ended up losing by five points. Sucks for him. 223, who's at the bottom. Uh, maybe some explanation as to why his team was so bad. He, today, he cut Michael Thomas and Rashad Bateman from his team. Oh. So those are some two uh, pretty tough misses to swallow, honestly. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, I almost made a bad comment. Yeah, two or um, three. I'm sure he likes to swallow. No trades. Uh, let's we'll look at the the pickups. Uh, Rick uh, Flair. We don't need to look at the pickups. Let's look at matchups next yep, week. You suck D two. We've got the one in the fives. We've got Katrina and Tour Twenty Four facing off. We have the two in the four. So truffle mm. shufflers and get the MF Gat Walla Walla. The two in the four. And the three and the six, we've got Zay facing off against J-Lop. Those are the top ones in the Division nice. 2. Pirate let's League, let's do it. Arr, matey. Week I 8 treasure was eight, two. Point, yeah, was 8 point passing touchdowns, so not a huge difference maker in terms of points. Top scores in the week were Jalen Hurts, who had four passing touchdowns, as we mentioned earlier. That equated to 44.4 points this week. CMC was actually the number two overall, 43 points. Kamara, number three at just under 43 points. Tua was the number four player, 41.2. He had three passing touchdowns, and A.J. Brown at just under 40 points was the fifth top-scoring team, top-scoring player in the league this week. For the players with the most passing touchdowns, there was only four quarterbacks that had over two passing touchdowns. That was Hurts. To uh, Kyler and Mariota. Of course, Marcus Mariota. Of course, who wouldn't? Uh, um, CMC so, is the only reason why I actually won a matchup. I, we both oh, sorry, actually I won. Didn't. This might have been the first. No, actually. sorry. They, I did not win because so I played the, the second highest scoring team in the league. You beat I was the, the third. median. Yep. But you got to take what you can get. Some interesting steals this week. Uh, Baxter took Mark Andrews from Katrina mm. and sent back Harrison Bryant. I think Katrina forgot to protect him on the Thursday night game. That's how Baxter got him. F-Baller's bum stole Josh Jacobs from Kiro and sent back A.J. Dillon. That could suck. I stole Michael Pittman from Chalavi and sent back Hunter Renfro. Raiders suck. Katie stole... ETN from Dylan and sent back Najee, who is on a bye this week. So that's like a double suck for Dylan. Double doozy. Jake stole 
he stole the Mooney from Antonio and sent back Josh Reynolds. And then J-Lop stole Ugh. Jacoby Myers from you and sent back the injured Rashad Bateman. The done for the season Rashad Bateman. And which made, led me to my trades. You tried to make some lots of trades this mainly today. You were successful on a couple, Connor. What were they? Uh to be honest, I couldn't tell you. Let me look. One um, was Herbert, right? Yeah, I, I, it was actually only one trade no, just so far one. today. You tried in, to make in this a lot. league. I tried to make a lot. Yes. I, I put a bunch of people up there. If you're listening, Keenan Allen is still up for trades for you guys that are the top of the league. Wait, that, do I have Keenan Allen in this league? I feel like I have Keenan Allen in every league. So, uh, Oh, no, Dak Prescott is still up for sale in the Pirates League. He's on bye this week, but he'll be back next week to help your team out. So he's if you've got a really good bench asset or something, or a, I'm looking for a receiver is what I would really like for Dak. But – Yes, I did make a trade. I sent away Christian McCaffrey, my only share of Christian McCaffrey, and I received Josh Jacobs and Justin Herbert. Some context I had going into this week, I had six people on by. We have three bench spots. Uh, you can do the math. Yeah, we. I, need, I think not we're to going mention, to at least expand benches next year by at least one. Not to mention uh, Mike Williams got hurt, and then I got Rashad Bateman, who was hurt um, as well. So cut Bateman, tried to make some moves. I cut Cortland Sutton, picked up some players. Um, But, yep, got a starting running back and a starting quarterback, Send it to, and I sent CMC to the best team in the league, um, who is just absolutely stacked. F-ballers bum, what we talked about. We've talked about him before. Mm-hmm. He's he, – He's still sixteen and zero. Very impressive. Like he, he hasn't lost a matchup. Um, last week his his lineup was Stafford, Fournette, Garrett Wilson, who went off, Goddard, Waddle, Kenneth Walker, Cooper Cup, AJ Dillon, who is no longer on his roster. He's just ditched him, and then Zach Wilson, and then on his bench he has Patrick Mahomes, Austin Eckler, and then Zeke as well. So, yeah, we'll see what. J-Lop does. I think J-Lop probably should put Gibson in the lineup. The week, the treasure this week is two points per RB reception. Yep. So, two PPR for running back receptions. So, I feel like Papa Lop should probably put Gibson in the lineup. He's been pretty good out of the backfield for the Commanders this yep. last few weeks. Oh, and he, he does have, have Aaron Jones. Um, however, when you look at receiving backs, um, F Ballers Bum has Eckler, who is the best receiving back in the league. So, yep. The only hope in this is that they get into such a big lead for J Lop. I want Austin Eckler to score a bunch personally for other leagues, but uh, only hope would be they get up by a lot and Stoney Michelle and Joshua Kelly come in to do some a bunch of running plays. But um, quick look at the standings. As we mentioned, F Baller's bum easily at the top. You know, two hundred points more than the next closest scoring team. Yeah, it's just gonna go up because it's team stacked. Which is uh, Antonio Mexican win is number two. They're at twelve and four. J Lop at eleven and five. Kiro at ten and six. Um, Dylan, it's a baby faced assassins at eight and six, and the sixth seed right now is Jake and Fantasy Island at 7 and 9. 
There you go. And so we mentioned F Ballers against the number three team in JLOP. And that's really the only top of the league. I guess we got Antonio, the number two team, against Dylan, number five, as well, facing off. Should be a good week. I already switched the points. Yes, I did that. We are good to go there. Okay. Anything else for the Pirate League, Connor? Um, nope, I suck. I'm just I'm trying to make it in the playoffs now. Again, we both still open to trading that this year. Uh if, if someone has a QB going on by next week, uh needs someone to fill in, I can I can be your trade trade guy here. Yeah. Uh rate and review the podcast. That'd be great. Make us feel good, I think. Dad jokes. Um before we get there, I have a story for you, Connor. I threw a ball for my dog the other day. Uh, not Now, I'm going to admit it's a little over the top, but uh, he looks great in a tuxedo. Wear a tuxedo yep. to a ball. Yeah, uh, yep. You threw okay. a ball, not an actual ball, but like a yeah. dance thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. You got, you yeah, got anything? Is that your actual joke? I might have another one. What's what's a turkey's favorite dessert? Ooh, it's Thanksgiving time now. I don't know what is it. Apple gobbler. Ah, yes. Um, why did Karen press Control Alt Delete on her keyboard? No, she wanted to talk to the task manager. little karen joke for you there yeah the task manager mm-hmm. interesting yeah yep um yeah that's all i got okay well in the show with a bang <laughs> good luck in week nine everybody peace